0: It's Thursday, we are back! Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Every day, except for lately, I've been sick, unfortunately. Uh, thankfully tested negative for COVID-19, but I've been under the weather. Locked On podcast said take some time off, so I did. But we are back now, finally. I am your man at home, on the ground, whatever you want to say. I say a whole publisher of Wolverines Wire. Through USA Today Sports Media Group. It is mailbag day, so we are back with said mailbag. Let's get right into it, starting with our leaders and best here in a moment. But today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably real prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's get to our leaders and best right away. And that starts with James Crudup at James Crudup 6. We got a ton of questions, so we might not spend as much time as we do every week, but with the Hintons saying that they may hold Chris and Miles out of football if they feel their sons aren't safe, do you see more parents taking that stance? What would that mean for Michigan and the rotation if Chris is out? I certainly think it's a possibility, but I think Michigan would probably be fine. or As long as the rest of the Big Ten is following some strict protocols like Michigan is, uh, we still have a lot of time to figure out, assuming a season happens, what everything's going to look like, right? Because now there's no non-conference, so there's three weeks gone. Uh, who knows if they'll have anything earlier or if they'll go later? Who knows exactly how they'll how they'll handle it. But uh, there's still a lot of time for that to be figured out. As far as what it would mean for Michigan in the rotation of Chris's out, well, I mean you lose a starter, a guy that like they anticipate would be a starting interior defensive tackle. But there's still some good options there. You still have Mozzie Smith and you still have uh, Donovan Jeter. Uh, you know you can you can still work something out. Carlo Kemp's obviously still there as well. So there's still options. It's just it would be a big blow to lose a five star in the middle of the defensive line where you really need a five star right now. So uh, as far as that's concerned, I mean, I don't know. I, I I feel like there are a lot of decisions being made a little too early. And granted, they haven't made a decision. They just said, you know, that they might hold them out of football. And uh, that's their prerogative. I mean, this football season is going to be different anyway. There's going to be an asterisk next to a lot of different things this year, regardless, unfortunately. Josh Barr at Jadicky thought Quiddy Pay being number one on the freak athletes list was unexpected to say the least, but give us a player from each side of the ball who should have made the list and got snubbed. Uh, All right. Well, obviously, Quiddy made number one, which was huge. Uh, Nico Collins made it, I think, at number 47. But yeah, I think that there's some other guys that uh, I think should be a lot higher, or on the list at all, rather. Uh, defensively, I'll give you two. Ambry Thomas, I think, is very underrated, obviously extremely fast, uh, has a lot of capability that uh, I think just is just getting overlooked. I don't know why Michigan's corners constantly seem to get overlooked considering their profile but they do they really do like they're they're Michigan's had one of the best pass defenses in the country and it's not solely because of the pass rush since Jim Harbaugh arrived Mike Zorch has done a fantastic job and Ambry might be the best out of all of them might be Jordan Lewis and David Long would like to have a word but Ambry's right up there in my opinion. The, the one I would probably give it to, based off of pure speed, is Daxton Hill. Uh, but I think we need to see it more first, because we've only seen it in like little bursts. But again, we can talk about speed. Daxton might be the fastest player on the defense. So get ready, get excited for that. Offensively, I would give it to Giles Jackson. Again, speed, 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 speed. I am kind of surprised that he uh, that he does not seem to make those lists. But again, limited sample size. Very limited sample size. Uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some guys like Hassan Haskins eventually get there. We've seen his leaping ability. I mean, guy jumps out the gym. Same with Ronnie Bell. I, I know I'm giving you more than one on each side, but uh, Giles would be my number one pick because I think that he is going to be very much a Devonta Smith type uh, for Michigan, assuming 2020 happens. And if not in 2020, 2021, for sure. Michael Wolf, my brother in metal at Wolf 21 Did MSU create COVID-19 to get the season canceled so they can prepare for a six-win season in 2021? And then he asked, what current player are you closest with? So that's pretty funny. Um, So let me think here as far as current players that I'm, I'm close with. Because this all comes out of recruiting, right? like that's you know the the ones that I get that you get close with are the guys that you talk to uh, a lot through uh the recruiting process i got to try to think through the roster quitty pay is one of them he's always been very humble uh luisia velanes another guy that i i've covered extensively that i've uh, i've been close with um i was really close with donovan people's jones because obviously i was down there a lot at uh, cast tech and uh Jalen Kelly Powell. I mean, I spent days with those guys. Like, literally, would go and hang out at Cast Tech and uh, and stuff like that. And so, obviously, uh, with both of them gone, that's a big blow. I was pretty close with Shea Patterson uh, because of the uh, knowing him from the Army All American Week. Really, any of, any of those guys that are gone now, Michael on Onwenu, Lavert Hill, uh, was really close with some of those. Uh, those guys, Lavert, I know obviously know his family. There's a couple guys where I know their family and, and whatever too. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson for that reason. Uh, uh, trying to think here if there's uh, anyone else. It all goes back to the recruiting thing. Those those are the ones that that are that are the ones that you uh, that you get you get to know guys during the recruitment, not when they're on the team. It's only basically through the recruitment. But those were the ones. Um and there's some that yeah, oh I got close with just through, you know, Instagram shenanigans uh, that are no, no longer here as well. Steven Spinellis, you know, we're always quoting Rick and Morty on Instagram or Chase Witovich. Uh, that all started when I posted a picture of him uh, that he didn't like <laughs> back in like twenty sixteen. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah. So sometimes you you know, there there's some that you have a little Internet, what have you, but uh, that's what that is. Uh, MSU think that's pretty funny. Trent Noop at Trent Noop. Does conference only hurt or help Michigan football this season? <laughs> hmm. Uh, I, I think, I mean, it, it, it. you lose a big game in Washington, so and, and you had the two that were layups, so I think it kind of hurts. But it could help perception if they can roll through the way, like, I mean, now you don't have a non-conference. Imagine twenty eighteen and the only team that they lose to, instead of it being Notre Dame, Ohio State, and then ultimately Florida, if it's if you just are playing a conference slate, they only lose to Ohio State, things are looking pretty pretty up. But at the same time, if Michigan could have gotten the win at Washington and then still, you know, let's let's just say they still lose to Ohio State at the end of the season. It's still, it's looking like a pretty decent season, all things considered. Finishing out segment one, Jimmy Whitner at Jimmy Whitner One, who was the most important player on the team this year, as in most difficult to replace if for some reason they didn't play. And number two, if you're making the Michigan All-Big Ten games this year from scratch, what would our schedule look like? Uh, I can actually tell you that pretty definitively because I did a uh, a fake schedule for that. So let me find that. And in the meantime, uh, as far as a player that would be hard to replace, that's like irreplaceable. That's really difficult because there's not like, I don't feel like there's just a one obvious person out there at the moment that is like, they absolutely need, I mean, it would be really difficult to lose Daxton Hill because I don't think that they have a ton of guys at safety. And he's a five-star. So I think that that would probably be the, the one, if I had to pick one, would be Daxton Hill. But uh, aside from that, I can't really think, like, Jalen Mayfield would be a huge loss. Uh, so there's some like that. But, I mean, they had a deep running backs room. I'm happy with the tight ends. I'm happy with a lot of the offensive linemen. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be regardless. Defensive line, even though Quiddy and Aiden are making noise, it seems like there's some other guys there. Interior defensive line, there's, it's a rotation. Uh, the other one, I guess, would be Cam McGrone. By powers of deduction, to lose Cam McGrone would be uh, a pretty, uh, pretty big blow. As far as Michigan's conference-only schedule, this is what I put. And I wanted to look at the exact same thing, so I had it. Uh, I put at Ohio state to open the season, September 19th, uh, I said, you know, if you can't have a normal season and you want to get the divisional games out of the way, just go ahead and start it with the most important game in conference. So do it right away. So you know what happens that could be a benefit to Michigan because Ohio state wouldn't have as much film to scout, which I think they do honestly a better job of. Then I had, I left a couple in the, in the same place, hosting Wisconsin on September 26th, hosting Penn State on October 3rd, going to Michigan State on October 10th. Then I removed the, the Minnesota game, put Maryland in its place, hosting Maryland. Then moved up Rutgers at Rutgers October 24th, November 7th against Indiana. I still gave them the October 31st bye week. And then added Iowa as a new game. Then the Purdue game, which was homecoming. Now it's the senior day. And then finishing out at Minnesota on November 28th. So you still have a trophy game at the end. That's my reasoning for doing that, but that's what it possibly could look like. We'll find out. All right. Let's move it along. First, I got to tell you, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. I can attest to that. RockAuto.com is for everybody. does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, you'll find everything. Literally everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. I bought timing belts, and engine components, and everything when my stupid Cadillac liked to break down every other month. Uh, Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. It's really that awesome. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So good to have a voice again. Not going to lie. And not have a coughing fits. That's why we're back. (laughs) That's why we didn't have a show. I couldn't have made it through without coughing. But we are back, and let's continue. The mailbag, Spencer Whitmore at Spencer Whitmore. I believe Michigan basketball has a better shot at a Final Four than Michigan does beating Ohio State. Does Do I sound that crazy? I mean, no, because Michigan basketball has been there recently. It was only a couple years ago, 2017, that Michigan basketball has been there, and they don't necessarily have to face. Someone else can do your dirty work for you to get to the Final Four. It's one of the harder things to do. But I think in 2017, you, you saw that a little bit. I mean, the fact that Michigan uh, didn't have to face any traditional powers. They were the highest-seeded team pretty early on. I think they were, what, a three-seed, and then one and two seeds were knocked out. So it wasn't that big of a deal in some ways. They didn't have to go blow for blow with, like, 2013 Kansas, like they the last time that they made the Final Four. So it was an easier road. Uh, sometimes that can happen, but Ohio State, I mean, the problem is you you have their attention at all times. They have been recruiting elite talent for decades. They haven't really taken any ta- time off from being an elite team in decades. So, no, it's not crazy. Uh, if you said Michigan basketball had a better shot at winning, the NCAA tournament, altogether than Michigan does beating Ohio State, then I would probably think you're crazy. But it's the same kind of deal, even though they had a shot in the last two. If it wasn't for Dante DiVincenzo and, uh, and what's his name? Luke Hancock. I mean, the Luke Hancock one was, I thought Michigan had that game won after the first half. So it is what it is. But yeah, that's, I think those are kind of different things in a way. PhD in entanglements at the underscore Mike B underscore show. Will we finally get five-star production from at least one of the five-star recruits we have on the roster? Uh, listen, I, I, they've gotten some regardless, you know, like I, I think Rashawn Gary was a lot better than people gave him credit for. Uh, but I understand, I mean. And I think that Jabril Peppers gave them five-star performance. The problem is it was spread out amongst a bunch of different positions. It's hard to be as good as he was at so many spots. But yeah, I think he was spread a little thin, so it didn't shine through as much. But there are some others, obviously. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I thought he was good. I didn't think he was elite uh, as far as being... I mean, he clearly wasn't the best receiver on the team last year. And considering he was the highest ranked guy they had, that's a disappointment. Um, We never got to see Aubrey Solomon. And that, uh, I think that gets about all of it. But now you got Daxton Hill, who I think, yeah, I think you're going to see some amazing stuff from him. Chris Hinton gets that opportunity. I think there's an opportunity as well, though I feel like interior defensive linemen that are five stars, usually it's their third year or so that they start to really create havoc. But yeah, that would be that. Uh, trying to think, are there any other five stars? I guess Shea Patterson falls into that category. But uh, it, it, listen, I, I'm a Shea defender, but if you want to say, like, yeah, he didn't play up to his potential, I can't disagree with you there either. So it is what it is. Brian Hall at 15BS Hall 97. Have you heard any intel on how workouts have been going? I have not. I reached out to uh, a couple of my sources that i that tend to tell me things and uh, have not heard a peep about it. So granted, now the coaches aren't really i mean they might be there in some degree, but uh, they aren't these aren't lead workouts. Those start tomorrow july twenty fourth so maybe maybe I'll hear something then, but no, I, I put out a couple messages to a few of the people that normally uh, give me some intel, and I haven't heard back. Just to be completely transparent about it, why I haven't talked about it. The only thing I had heard is uh, from someone else that isn't my one of my traditional sources that told me about uh, Eric All. And then we have a question about Eric All from RTK at Farmirk eighty four. He said Eric All has supposedly added twenty to thirty pounds since last year. And people said he has some of the best hands on the team. And yeah, I've been saying for about a month that he put on 25 pounds of solid muscle. Uh there's the picture on Instagram. I have an, a better picture of him, and he looks completely different. I know I said that I think last week. How much playing time do you think he'll see this year with Eubanks returning? I think plenty, because we saw plenty of Eubanks. They'd like to have two tight ends that can do it. Now he's got to make sure that he's better than Luke shoemaker, which last year shoemaker was the guy who got the time despite, uh, everything, even though Eric all burnt his red shirt, he didn't get much time in the actual receiving and, uh, playing tight end. So I do think though, you'll see him a lot. And I think that gaining that weight is a big part of what gives him that opportunity. Dustin Hills, who writes for us at Wolverines, Ware, did some breakdowns, uh, very excellent football mind at Iowa Wolverine asks, have you heard of any contingency plans in the event that the 2020 season is canceled? What to do about eligibility in the 2021 draft? Honestly, no. I mean, that's even if I had heard from my sources, they know. I, I'm going to tell you this. The people inside. The, you know, the walls of some of these buildings know about as much as you do when it comes to if the season's going to happen or not. They might be more privy to the discussions that are being had, but they know as much as you do. As far as contingencies, no, I have no idea. And I haven't uh, I haven't been going to uh, I haven't bumped into Ward in, uh, in about a month or so. So I don't uh, I don't know what the deal is as far as what he's thinking or any of that. And obviously, if I did know. I wouldn't be able to share it, but I'm going to tell you, I don't know. That's uh, sometimes the case. This one from an Ohio State fan, 56-27 Buckeyes, TTUN needs help, at Real Braxton M. Doesn't look like it's the Real Braxton M. Says, who is starting this year? If Harbaugh loses six straight to TOSU, does the fan base start to get restless? Number one, the fan base is already restless. It's been restless. Uh, He's not losing his job as a result of it, though, if that is what happens. As far as who's starting, here's my guess, top to bottom. Quarterback, uh, starting with offense. Uh, I'm going to give it a tie between Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton. I don't know who's going to win the job at all there. Running back is also a tie. Hassan Haskins, Zach Charbonnet. I think that stays the same as it was last year. Tight end, Nick Eubanks. Starting five on offensive line. Uh, From left to right, Ryan Hayes, Chuck Filiaga, Zach Carpenter. Uh, Although I know Andrew Vistardis obviously does have that possibility as well. Andrew Stuber, Jalen Mayfield. Wide receivers, Nico Collins. Uh, Ronnie Bell in the slot. And uh, I'm going with Cornelius Johnson on the other outside just because he's got the height. And I think he's uh, good enough right there. I mean, you're going to see, I think, more Giles Jackson and Mike Sandra still than Cornelius. But I think Cornelius is a uh, more prototypical outside receiver. Defensively, Quiddie Pay, and Hutchinson are your ends or I guess Michigan's ends, since you're an Ohio state fan are the ends. Uh, Carlo Kemp and Chris Hinton are the interior defensive tackles. Linebackers would be Cam Agron, Uh, Josh Ross at the will spot, Mike Barrett at your Viper. And I know I have a Viper question coming up, but that's what that is. Safeties are Brad Hawkins and Daxton Hill. Cornerbacks are Ambry Thomas And I'm going with Vincent Gray over DJ Turner. Finishing this out in segment two, MG Brady at Michael underscore M Brady. Do you think Michigan's pass rush this year will be a strength or a weakness? Who will be the top DE pass rusher and DT pass rusher? Thanks. Uh, I think it will be a strength. I thought it was a strength last year when I thought it was going to be a weakness. Not like 2016 level strength, but I still thought it was very good and it was a surprise Once, especially once they kind of stopped with the Ben Mason experiment. Uh, But I think as far as top defensive end pass rusher, Aiden Hutchinson will be the dude. Although I wouldn't, I mean, honestly, it could be Aiden or Quiddy. They're both pretty similar. Uh, But I think that they will take over what is left by Josh Uche being gone. Uh, Then as far as interior pass rush, I think that it would be uh, probably Chris Hinton. Even that's a sight unseen situation. But Carlo Kemp, I don't feel like is a pass rush type interior guy. I feel like he's more a hold your ground run stopper type guy. That's just my estimation of it. I could be so wrong there, by the way. I could just be so wrong. But uh, that's my estimation of it. All right, we will continue here with... Uh, looks like we got five more coming up in just a moment. All right, finishing us out. Rookie at H Warchant. Do you think QBs will share the first couple games to see which is better in live action? I certainly think that's a possibility. I wouldn't write that off. We've seen that happen when a lot of teams have two quarterbacks. That's why I thought it was ridiculous in 2018. I remember driving back from Notre Dame the day after the game, driving down 96 and uh I think it was 96, maybe it was 94. I don't remember. I was driving back. It was 96 because I remember I stayed up in Benton Harbor and uh I think I came up I guess I don't know where I was what what road I was driving. And it doesn't matter. But I keep on fixating on it. Nonetheless, I remember listening to SiriusXM, and they're saying, if you don't have two quarterbacks, you have none because they're talking about Clemson with uh, Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant. And uh, they're talking about Alabama with Tua and Jalen Hurts. And and they're saying, like, yeah, that's just how it is now, just because of week one. And then what ended up happening It ended up being Tua and it ended up being Trevor. Uh, but it took a little while, right? They, they played both. I think that's the way to go. And, uh, considering the Alabama situation, Josh Gaddis was there at that time. So he knows what that looks like. So yeah, I think it's feasible. Absolutely feasible. Dan Walton at 3d Walton looking past this season. Would you be okay with a schedule that is big 10 dominated and does not include non-conference? No, I would not. However, I'll put it this way. You want to go to a 10 game? conference schedule for that you want that you just got to have one really good maybe two one you know if you have one or two non-conference games there I mean obviously you'd have two in that scenario one of them better be against a power five opponent and better not be a cupcake at least at the time that it's scheduled I know that they have some upcoming schedules where they've got two uh I think what it's supposed to be I can't remember but I mean They've got Oklahoma, Texas. They still have Washington on the books, Notre Dame eventually. I'm just saying I I prefer tougher competition. That's what I want. Give me a gauntlet of a schedule. I do not care. I don't care if one of those ends up becoming a loss. I'd rather see them get through a schedule like that with a couple of losses than win every game and playing ball state and everyone being like, "Look at how good they were against Paul State," and then ha- and then end up getting to a premier game against Clemson in the college football playoff, and then getting a big fat zero in that column. Yes, that is a little bit of a dig, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, so yes, give me non-conference. You can shorten it. You can give it, make it two games instead of three. But I would, I still want those premier matchups. That's to me part of the excitement of college football. That's I think that that's important. Zach Van Lenti at Lenti Zach. Number one, if Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day switch rosters, who wins the game? Harbaugh with more talent or day with superior coaching skills. Um, I'm going to say a big I have no idea because I think we've seen one season out of day with superior talent. We don't know what Ryan Day does with a middling team as the head coach. We don't. Uh, So I have no no good answer for that, unfortunately. Number two, if the game is moved to the start of the season, does that give Michigan the advantage? Good game plan and execution, fingers crossed. I think yes, because you don't have tendencies, especially for a lot of the new players. Ohio State has to replace a lot of players as well. But Michigan, I feel, has a lot more production from the players that will be that are like first-time starters this time around. And I think that they've got a good mix. And then I feel like they can't go to tail tape and say, this is what they do tend to do in this or whatever. So, yeah, I do think it could help. It could go the other way as well because Michigan could have the same issue with Ohio State, but they should know what Justin Fields, Fields is capable of. Uh, They should know what Trey Sermon is capable of. They should know what uh, Garrett Wilson is capable of. But there's some of those other guys. Chris Olave, obviously, they know what he's capable of. They don't know what Julian Fleming or uh, what's his name out of Washington. I can't remember their other receiver's name offhand. T. Higgins. Yeah. So. Charles Helu at Charles Hilu seventy three. What players do you think will have the skills to play Viper this year? Well, Michael Barrett is your is going to be your starter, barring something crazy. Uh, aside from that, I I would say Anthony Solomon is the uh, is the other one uh, that you could put there. And if push really came to shove, you could either you could go with either of the safeties. Now, Daxton Hill, I don't believe is cross trained at Viper, but uh, Brad Hawkins. Has had that experience, having spent a lot of his freshman year at the Viper position. So uh I'm sure there's someone else in there. I wouldn't be surprised if they cross-train uh, Jalen Harrell to be a Sam slash Viper. And I know I'm I'm forgetting someone on the linebacker core that is probably also a Viper. If you hear some snoring in the background, it's Zuri sitting there, laying on my bed next to me, just fast asleep at the moment. Bored out of her mind. Anyhow, because she doesn't care about Michigan football. She cares about uh, going outside and treats. Adam J. finishing us out at Adam J. What is the likelihood of a quarterback transferring out within the next two years, and who do you think it will be? I have no idea who I think it will be, and if I did, again, that's not one of those things I'll speculate on. uh, Except for I could say the loser of the current quarterback battle certainly could be out. Uh, And I do think that there is a likelihood because clock is ticking, right? Imagine if Joe Milton wins the job, I can't imagine Dylan McCaffrey would stay and vice versa because you got to, you know, if they want to make it to the NFL, you got to figure out a way to do that. And McCaffrey has uh, two years of eligibility left. Milton has three. So you got to. They got to fit, you know. You 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 can't waste the time sitting, you know, sitting there biding your time. You got to make it. Uh, you got to go. You know, take your shot. You know, Alexander Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. So that's that. All right, we will be back on Friday. The plan is for a guest, but we've I've had a hard time locking this guest in. Uh, so if not, we'll. Uh, we have some other things that I want to talk about. So we'll be back regardless on Friday. Now that I am uh, re- have returned to having a voice did not cough once during this. So that's good news. Uh, make sure that you check out uh, locked on big 10 with- hosted by Ben Stevens, an excellent show. Like I've said, I've been on it multiple times. I uh, tell your smart device to play that and help space uh, locked on Wolverines. We out till Friday. Peace.